Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another R slash Am I the Jerk here video. Would you be the jerk for telling your partner to not talk to their own son for six months? We'll find out, but first a story from Walls Windows 1376. Am I the jerk for still going to my sister's wedding after my husband cancelled my plane ticket? Here's the situation. My husband, 36, and I, 30, have three kids, two, four, and seven. I'm a stay-at-home mom full-time and I take care of the kids while my husband works full-time. My sister's wedding was last week. We live hours away, which is an issue for my husband. When we first got the invite, he told me that he wasn't going. Then he'll stay for the kids and suggested I do the same. Since the wedding doesn't allow kids and my husband doesn't want to hire a babysitter after the one we had robbed us. We had gone back and forth on this, but I insisted on going since that's my only sister and I want to attend what might be a once in a lifetime event for her. He chuckled at my statement, then we stopped talking about it. As the wedding was approaching, he brought it up and told me to miss it and stay with the kids. I suggested that, since no babysitters were allowed then, I could get my friend to stay with the kids, but he refused. I ignored him, spoke to my friend who agreed to watch the kids, and booked a ticket to travel to my sister's town in time. My husband found out and went on about how we had work and that the most logical solution is that I stay home with the kids and let him make his living. I told him that I already took care of the kids and they'll stay with my friend. Honestly, I grew impatient. The day of my flight, I dropped the kids off at my friend's place, then headed to the airport. I found out he had cancelled my plane ticket. I was upset, but still insisted on going, so I went home and got into my car and drove four hours to get to the town. At 5pm, my husband called and was freaking out on me, asking where I was. I told him I made it to my sister's town, and he blew up saying I wasn't supposed to go. even said he cancelled my ticket to get me to stay. He demanded I return, but I said not until the wedding was over. He called me a horrible, neglectful mom, then had his mom scold me and accuse me of abandoning my own kids. There was a huge argument that ensued when I returned home, and my husband kept on saying I was horrible to leave the kids and to ignore him like that and do what I wanted eventually. He's giving me the silent treatment as of now, and I can no longer take it. I felt guilty and did not enjoy the wedding at all. Was I wrong for still going? Absolutely not the jerk here. OP is not the jerk for wanting to go to their own sibling's wedding. This experience that OP described here might be just about the biggest red flag I have heard about in a while. Are you guys as surprised as I am that OP has tolerated this behavior as well as they have throughout this whole experience? Let me know if you guys agree that OP seems unbelievably composed considering everything in the comments down below. Our next story is from an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for suggesting my partner goes no contact with his son for six months? Bit of background, my partner knocked up his ex-girlfriend when they were 17 or 18. She chose to keep the child and simultaneously broke up with him. This destroyed him because he never wanted to be a dad and it made the breakup sting more. 
I came into my partner's life about a month after his son was born. We've now been together three years and have a healthy, happy relationship. Since his son has become less dependent on his mother, we've been taking care of him for a weekend every month or two, as we have a lot of commitments that can't happen if we're looking after him. We also live two and a half hours away, and his ex doesn't want to drive part way to drop him off. All of these weekends are heck for my partner, and just keep getting worse and worse. He puts on a happy face around his son and his family so that he doesn't hurt anyone or create conflict, but every time we're alone, he breaks down in tears. Recently, his ex texted him accusing him of abandoning his son as we only see him for a few days every one to two months. She told him he was a terrible person for this, that he needs to step up. Since then, every time he remembers he has a son, he falls apart. It's heartbreaking to watch him suffer. Since we've met, he's always spoken about wishing he could go back and change things so he wasn't a dad. He talks to me about how he hates his son and ex. The other day he was upset again and I suggested he take a break from it all for six months, find a counselor and try to work through this. This would mean no contact with his son or his ex. After the six months we could reevaluate and see whether he would be able to cope with being a part of his son's life. I'm just so worried about his mental health. Since our conversation about going no contact, he seems brighter and less pessimistic. We've found a few options for someone he can talk to, and he's thanked me for encouraging him to find help. I've spoken with a good few friends about it, and they've called me a jerk for pulling my partner away from his son, that he needs to get over it and be the dad his son needs him to be. My partner's also scared for when his parents find out. They love their grandchild. When he brought this up, I said that'll be something I'm sure a counselor could help him work through, and just because we don't see him doesn't mean his parents can't. I also reminded him that I'll be there every step of the way, that he isn't alone in this. Deep inside I feel like I'm the jerk, but I stand by my proposition, because his mental health does matter. It's not something I feel can be pushed aside and forgotten about. So Reddit, am I the jerk for suggesting my partner go no contact with his son? The situation might suck for them, and especially trying to cope with driving two and a half hours every time you want to pick them up or see them. But I think you're the jerk if you're going to cut off your own kid. Obviously, it sounds like they're going through a lot of stuff, and counseling and therapy is good, but I don't think you should combine counseling and also cutting off your own kid. Right now, they're seeing the kid about, what, 20 days over the course of 12 months? That alone is too much in making the father miserable to the point where they have to cut their own kid off? 20 out of 356 is too much and too inconveniencing? I think there's a really big, greater problem here. Our next story is from Wedding SIL. Am I the jerk for telling my sister-in-law that she upstaged me at my wedding? I, 30-year-old female, recently got married to Matt, 30. Matt has a stepsister, Tiffany, 28-year-old female. I've met her less than 10 times in the 5 years I've dated Matt as she doesn't live nearby and is not close to my husband. However, she was invited to our wedding. I should mention that Tiffany is very attractive. She's pretty with a currently fashionable body type. She also dresses well and spends money on her appearance. This is well known and even though I've only met her a few times whenever she's brought up by my in-laws, she's always mentioned as being very invested in her image. I don't begrudge her this at all. The ceremony went fine but afterwards, while my in-laws were congratulating me, my father-in-law commented that I looked beautiful and in the next breath mentioned Tiffany did too. 
His wife caught his eye and shook her head, but I ignored it. When Tiffany came over to say congratulations, she looked stunning. Her dress was beautiful and fitted her perfectly. Her hair and makeup looked like they'd been done professionally, and she was wearing a pair of obviously designer shoes. Her outfit was totally appropriate for the event, but I was still weirdly upset by how she looked and immediately felt self-conscious next to her. Even Matt told her she looked great, and they rarely talk. For the rest of the night, every single male guest at the wedding asked about Tiffany, who she was, how I know her, if she was single, etc. By the speeches, I was fed up and almost in tears, and even the best man mentioned her in his speech off the cuff. I let it go, went on my honeymoon, and tried to forget the whole thing. We came back about a week ago, and this past weekend had dinner with my in-laws. Tiffany was visiting and we learned that she had got engaged. She showed us her comically large ring and said she was planning to have the wedding next year and that it would be a black tie event. Before I could stop myself, I jokingly said that I was pretty sure I'd already been to her wedding. I was the one in the white dress. She asked what I meant, and I thought there was no point in lying, so I just admitted I felt she upstaged me at my wedding. She laughed and said, you can't upstage a bride. I asked if I could wear white to her wedding then, and she shrugged and said, if you think it'll help. She then apologized if I felt her outfit was inappropriate. My in-laws moved the conversation on and we went on with dinner. When we got home, my husband blew up on me, saying I embarrassed him by being petty and jealous of Tiffany. He said he doesn't even like her, but even he knows she can't do anything about what she looks like or the clothes she can afford, and I made myself look bitter and childish, and him by association. I admit it wasn't my best moment, but I thought he would at least understand how I felt given that he heard everyone's comments that night. He's demanding I apologize to Tiffany and his parents, but I don't think I said anything that heinous. Am I the jerk? The thing that made me think OP's the jerk here is the fact that Tiffany was honestly willing to concede whatever OP wanted. The fact that Tiffany said, if you think it'll help, in regards to OP wearing white to their wedding, I feel like that tells you enough to make it a situation where it's pretty clear Tiffany wasn't doing it as a personal attack or to try to upstage anybody. In fact, I'm willing to bet as much as OP hyped up everybody just gawking over her at the wedding and talking about her, I'm assuming OP just had a bit of tunnel vision and just highlighted all the moments where Tiffany was referenced or mentioned. And because of that, they just stuck out more. All you really need to know to cement OP being the jerk here is the sentence, her outfit was totally appropriate for the event, but I was still weirdly upset by how she looked. It's not Tiffany's fault. Our next story is by Diego Diaz 1. Am I the jerk for confirming that my wife comes in second place? My daughter is 14. The divorce between me and her mom is still an open wound. But we try our best to make everything feel as normal as possible with the split. I remarried to my wife Isla. My daughter isn't mean, but she doesn't view her as a mom. Which in my opinion is okay. As long as she's respectful, which she is. They do plenty together, they go out, took an interest in cooking together, watching shows together, etc. I told Isla to be patient with my daughter. If something's wrong, I'd expect her to come to me and I'll talk with my daughter to make sure we resolve the issue. But as far as the harsh parts of parenting, that's up to me. So the other day, my daughter came to me saying she wanted to go to her mother's. I asked her why she did because she looked upset. She said to ask my wife. I called her mom and said she'd pick her up but hasn't heard any issues for my daughter. 
My daughter's birthday's coming up and we're doing a quince for her. She's very excited. So Isla went to my daughter, saying that she wanted to have a quince just with us, meaning without her mother or her family. When my daughter said that she wanted her mom there, especially because of how big a deal this is, and Isla was pretty much trying to force the issue and telling her that she can do one here and just as big, my daughter asked why she's trying to leave her mom out of such an important event. And Isla got mad at her for that and accused her of being bratty, and if she wants her mom so bad, she should go there. I was so confused because what the freak? What argument even is that? First of all, there's a reason she went behind my back and told my daughter. Second of all, she's not my kid's mother, and the more she tried to replace her, the more my daughter will resent her. Third of all, she's not welcome to insult my daughter because of her issues, and I don't know where or why she thought this would fly. I told her this, and her argument was that she wanted to be noticed by my daughter, and why I care so little about her feelings. I told her my daughter notices her, they go out in girls' days weekly, they go out, watch movies together, etc. My daughter's been plenty inviting to her. Frankly, I'm surprised at how well she's opened up to her, but now she'll have to earn her trust back. She again asked why I keep taking my daughter's side and not meeting her in the middle. I told her she's wrong here, simple as that. I could have if she didn't do it like this. I told her that if she expects me to turn on my daughter, she's out of her mind, and my daughter comes first in any situation. She started crying and accused me and saying she's in second place, to which I confirmed. I would never want her to put me over a kid. She left and now she isn't speaking to me. I've asked my daughter if this behavior was consistent. She said she feels like Isla makes it a point to not talk about her mom, but nothing this extreme. I think OP's not the jerk here. I think it's very uncomfortable how Isla's trying to force OP's daughter's mom out of the picture. And frankly, I don't think it's an uncommon mindset for anybody to pick their kids over their partner in tough situations like that, especially with kids that came before the partner was even around. This next story is from Throwaway Wedding Prep. Am I the jerk for blowing up at my sister after she didn't pick up the cake for my wedding? I, female 31, got married a few days ago, and that's when all of this went down. I still feel really upset, and most people who know of the situation are understanding but some are calling me selfish and a jerk. My sister Liz, female 29, was supposed to pick up the wedding cake and bring it to the venue. She wasn't a part of the bridal party. I wanted her to be my maid of honor, but she refused because she had so many feelings going on, her words, so she wasn't going to come early with them. But she offered to pick it up from the bakery and bring it when they come at the start of the ceremony. We wanted to cut the cake straight after dinner, which would be served after the ceremony, and then dancing and drinks later. So many things were going wrong during the wedding planning, so I thought this would be the one thing someone would have my back for. During the ceremony, I couldn't see Liz or her husband anywhere, but I wasn't really paying attention and I thought they might have just gone out for air or something. The ceremony went well and the caterers were starting to bring dinner out when I heard that Liz wasn't here and neither was the cake. I tried calling her and my parents also called her multiple times, but she didn't pick up. I guess I was losing my cool a bit because my husband told me to calm down and he'd call the bakery when they said that the cake hasn't even been picked up. At this time, Liz finally decided to call back. She sounded like she was crying and said she was sorry for not getting the cake. She got caught up with something with her husband. Before I could ask anything, she hung up. 
I was losing my mind at this point. Yes, I know it might seem a bit dramatic for all this fuss over a cake, but I just didn't want to encounter these sorts of problems on my wedding day. We ended up having to delay the cake cutting until right at the end, after a groomsman literally bolted to pick it up. And the bakery was pretty far from the venue too. Mom left after the speeches. I asked her why she was leaving, and she said that Liz messaged her and she's going to go check on them. Dad stayed at least, but it still stung that mom left like that. The rest of the reception went smoothly enough. The next day I messaged Liz, saying that she could have at least let someone know as soon as possible that she couldn't attend or pick up the cake, and it would have saved a lot of headache. Mind you, I was very polite despite all the drama she caught. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Liz went off at me, cursing me out and calling me all sorts of names. I blew up after that and said that not everything's about her, and she couldn't do anything for me in this big moment of my life, and even mom left for her. My parents are saying that I went overboard and need to apologize to Liz. I later found out Liz's husband collapsed and was taken to the hospital, which I understand but my point was that she could have at least told someone. Honestly, I would have said that OP was maybe not the jerk up until the point where they doubled down. When they found out the circumstance that Liz's husband collapsed and was taken to the hospital, and then doubled down saying, well, you could have at least told someone. Yeah, that definitely makes OP the jerk. Not to mention, apparently the husband has late-stage sarcoma. It definitely shows why it's important to get all the facts, because you leave one sentence out, everything can change. Our next story is from LeapWindow5345. Am I the jerk for reporting my daughter's car missing after her stepbrother took it without permission? I got my daughter, 17, a new car two months ago. Her stepbrother, 19, has gone crazy about it ever since and has been attempting to drive it, but my daughter made it clear she doesn't want him to. He would refer to it as our car, and would get mad when my daughter decorates it with pink and teddy bears and necklaces as decoration. He'd get angry and say that he was ruining their car and embarrassing in front of his friends, although she never let him get inside of it. I asked my husband to talk to his son, but he said that my daughter and I need to chill. Fast forward to this past Friday, my daughter called me at work, saying her stepbrother took her car while she was upstairs after he demanded the keys and she refused. 
I called his phone, but he didn't respond. I called my husband and told him what happened. I told him that he needed to go bring the car back or I'd have to call the police. He called his son and then called me back saying his son was just taking it to go to the movies with his friends and will bring it back at 9pm. I couldn't wait. I warned him one more time to bring it back, but he stalled. I called the police and reported it stolen. My stepson was picked up from his location and brought into the local police station. We got the car back, but it was a mess. The decorations and toys in it were gone. My daughter didn't stop crying about it. My husband blew up at me on the phone for calling the police on his son and causing him to spend the night there. They both came home the next day and a huge argument ensued with my husband saying I made a mistake reporting the car missing and said that I escalated the situation and that I was the one who created it and I should have gotten a similar car or at least told my daughter to share. Otherwise, we wouldn't be dealing with his son's temper tantrums. The house has been full of tension since then and everyone is just mad at each other. I didn't want police involvement but seeing my daughter cry, I just couldn't take it. So I think OP's not the jerk, and frankly, if you want my honest-to-God advice, they need to get out of that situation. The father and their son are so far on the wrong side of this, it's unbelievable the behavior that the stepson thinks they can get away with, and the dad just idly supporting it, not even like pretending to ignore it, but full-on supporting it. This next story is from an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for napping while I was watching my daughter? I, male 27, have a 7-month-old daughter with my wife, female 29. Having a child this young is just straight up heck. I have to work long hours to cover expenses and I also can't sleep because of her sleep cycles. On Sunday morning, my wife went out with her friends for the day and I was watching our daughter. I had no energy and when my daughter fell asleep in my arms while I was on the couch, I did too. I woke up to my wife yelling at me with my daughter in her arms. She was going absolutely ballistic and telling me how irresponsible I was for sleeping with my daughters in my arms like that. I really think it isn't an issue, but she clearly does. Am I the jerk? I'm not going to say I don't get it like I really do. I'm always tired and I don't have to watch a 7-month-old. But when you're home alone and you have a 7-month-old potentially running around unsupervised, there's a lot of unfortunate stories you hear of situations popping up. You do your best to try to baby-proof everything, but imagine you're napping, the kid gets up, you stay napping. Imagine that 7-month-old has one hour to do whatever they can possibly do. Chances are it probably will work out just alright, but that nap means you're taking a very big chance. They don't even have to like get into anything, they just, you know, fall off the couch and hit their head. Also, there's a good bunch of people in the comments that say that there's a lot of horrific cases of babies being trapped, getting wedged between a parent while the parent's resting holding them. This next story is from Begrudged Home. Am I the jerk for telling my neighbor an HOA to stuff it and leave? I, 25-year-old male, own a lakeside property that was legally and officially given to me by my parents. I've been living here for six years and have some great neighbors, along with some not-so-great ones. Of all my neighbors, I've only ever had problems with one who lives right next door named Mariette. She first moved in early this summer as she had the former house on her property demolished and rebuilt. My problem started with her over the use of my wood stove and fireplaces. With the temperatures getting colder, I've started to use them daily. My house isn't equipped with any form of heating outside of the wood stove and a fireplace. This means that from fall until spring, I'll constantly have them going to keep my place warm. 
My family never outfitted the home with anything better because it was for weekend trips, and we would winterize it and leave it when things got cold. My parents thought of adding oil heating when I moved in, however I opposed it because it was a waste of money and I didn't mind splitting logs. Five days ago, after having received my shipment of logs for the fall, I was approached by my neighbor Mariette. She came around asking for my parents, to which I said that they don't live here and that I'm the homeowner. She didn't believe me and said that I was too young to be a homeowner before leaving. Later that day, I heard a knock at my door and I thought it was my girlfriend. So I gave my usual greeting of, hey sweet cheeks, while opening the door. Unfortunately, it was not her and it was Mariette again. So I apologized quickly and asked what she wanted. Once again, she wanted to speak with my parents, to which, in a more stern tone, I said that I was the homeowner. This time, she finally got it and said that I'm violating HOA policy by using wood-burning fireplaces indoors and outdoors. In response, I said that as new as the house looks, I'm not a member of the group and that the town permits fireplaces and burning yard waste. She then went on to ask why I even needed them because they do nothing but harm the environment. I went on to explain that while the house exterior looks new, the house actually has been around since 1930 and still uses a wood stove and fireplace heating. She didn't believe me yet again and said she would be back with an inspector. Yesterday, once again, she came with another person who introduced themselves as an HOA inspector. They tried to talk about my fireplaces, but I shut them down immediately and said I'm not a member of their group. The guy then tried to lie, saying that the HOA is in control of all the properties in the area. I immediately called him out on the lie and said that either he's lazy or a moron for not knowing that I'm not with them. We went back and forth one more time before I told them I will not listen to them and to stuff it and leave. Am I the jerk? I would love to give OP a nice warm handshake. Them telling an HOA inspector to stuff it and leave is the stuff of dreams for a lot of people. I am very not big on the concept of HOAs and the idea of just being able to say stuff it, go away. Oh, that's so sweet. Definitely not the jerk. Our next story is from Chocolate Starburst. Am I the jerk for not bringing coffee? I think this is a pretty simple scenario, but I'm not sure, and my girlfriend's mad at me. I've been dating my girlfriend for four months. I was on my way to her apartment this past weekend and was running late. I'm not a morning person, so I stopped at Starbucks on the way to her place. When I showed up, she got excited thinking I got some for her, but I told her it was just for me. She got mad. We still spent our day together, but I think me not bringing coffee soured the mood. Am I the jerk for not bringing coffee unprompted? I think OP is the jerk here because I feel like it's an unwritten rule that if you agree to make plans and you're late especially because you went and stopped somewhere to get something on the way, you get at least a little something for the other person when you go there. Whether it's a donut or a muffin or a coffee, get them something to enjoy. If you're late and you stop for coffee, get the other person a coffee too. Our next story is from OKDisc5109. Am I the jerk for telling my girlfriend the way she talks about her car is weird and embarrassing? I've, 25, been dating my girlfriend, 23, for about 9 months now. When she turned 21, her parents gave her a car and she decided to name it Angie. I learned all this on our first date when she said, Angie took me here. I thought that was odd, but I let it slide. Throughout our relationship, she's always talked about her car as if she's talking about another person. When she got a flat tire on the highway a few months back, she called me and said that Angie's shoe broke and has to get a new one. 
When she goes to the car wash, she describes it as giving Angie a bath. This all came to a head this weekend when me and my friends went out drinking and my girlfriend offered to be the designated driver. We were out for a couple of hours and I admittedly got a bit too drunk. When my girlfriend came to pick us up, she said she's stopping at the gas station first to get Angie something to drink. This is where I may be the jerk. I told her I think it's weird and embarrassing of her to talk about her car like that. It's a machine, not a pet or a kid, and that she should treat it like how a normal person would treat any machine. She got very quiet and refused to say anything for the rest of the drive home. She dropped off my friends and then drove to my apartment. I asked her why we weren't going back to hers, and she said she needed some time to think and told me to get out. She's been a radio silent since then, and I'm starting to think I did something wrong. Am I the jerk for what I said? I think OP's the jerk. Angie's gracious enough to give OP a ride, and they're gonna talk bad about them? In all reality, it might be a little quirky, but it doesn't hurt anybody, and honestly, it sounds like the kind of thing I would do, so... Especially saying that they're gonna take Angie to get them a drink? I think that's kind of funny. I don't think there's anything wrong with naming any of your stuff. And hey, it doesn't have to be external stuff either. I know people treat certain parts as autonomous with specific names too. Lefty and righty, your arms. Were you thinking something else? And our final story of the day is from Andrew Richard 11. Am I the jerk for telling my wife to stop acting out in front of my mom? My wife and I had our baby boy five weeks ago. Everything's going fine. No health problems or complications whatsoever. However, my wife is often exhausted. So I let my mom come over to help out with cleaning and stuff. I can barely have time to work and also at the same time spend time with the baby and bond with him a little bit. The thing is, my wife acts strange whenever she sees my mom with our son. She'd make a face and talk to her in a condescending tone, even raises her voice at her causing mom to feel hurt. I asked my wife about it and she said it was because of what my mom is doing. I asked her to elaborate and she complained about mom holding the baby for long and taking forever to give him back to her. Mom argued that my wife could ask nicely instead of outright yelling, but my wife defended herself saying that she only starts raising her voice after she's already asked a couple of times and mom won't listen. They started arguing and mom started crying. That's when I felt enraged, pulled my wife aside, and told her to stop acting out, and that if she keeps this up then we won't get any more help from mom. She argued that she was trying to feed her son and that it was awful of me to think of it as acting out. I said I understood her frustration, and yes, mom can do things that require some patience from us, but a little kindness can go a long way in keeping the peace in this difficult time. She called me selfish and said that it's easy for me to say when I'm not the one dealing with this. From there, the argument escalated despite me trying to cut it short. I went outside to calm down and after that my wife started cold shouldering me. I told her this was not okay, but she told me to go screw myself and that from now on out, I should deal with taking our son back from my mom when it's time for feeding since I condone this behavior. I really am not condoning anything and really think she's stressed out, yes, but the way she behaves around mom is, in my opinion, not okay. It would be nice if everybody treated everybody in a patient, calm, responsive way. But I think OP is the jerk here, and when I said calm, responsive way, the key word there is responsive. OP's wife, the mother of the baby, said, can I have my baby back? They said it, uh, they said it again, probably said it three times. 
How many more times should they have to ask before it's acceptable to start getting a little frustrated, a little louder? Give the mother her baby back when she asks and it wouldn't have been an issue. Opie's just a little too mama's boy in this situation. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.